her off of there. Go to Stan. back with our final five lesbians interviews bumper commercial can we say lesbians you got a problem with that now playing movie reviews in 20 cues hello good people and welcome to the podcast movie reviews in 20 cues the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it this is episode 49. That's right, we're one off our 50th. And to celebrate being so close to such a monumental number, I am joined by, well, one of my usuals and an amazing new guest star. First of which is the usual. It's Stacey Hurley now. How are you, Stacey? I'm great. Thanks, Sam. I'm so happy to be here and I'm happy to be changing the pace a little bit with this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so as you guys might have picked up from the name of the podcast, we're actually doing Miss Congeniality. Bit of a change of pace for us, but. As always, we like to let our guest pick the movie. And we have the most amazing guest that you could have in terms of doing this movie. It's Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast. How are you, Emily? I am great. This is my dream. (laughs) (laughs) One person's dream might be another person's nightmare, which would be a good way to describe your podcast, is it, Emily? (laughs) For sure. That's the best that I've ever heard it described. Yes, if you haven't heard Emily's podcast before, give us a rundown on Emily. How did how's it all go and all that sort of fun stuff? Basically, I have been trying to watch more movies that people like classical films and when i watch them i don't like them so i am taking those classic (laughs) like well-regarded films that everybody loves and comparing them to movies that people have forgotten or straight up hate and uh saying why the forgotten one is better uh like i think showgirls is better than la la land and i will stand (laughs) by that I, I actually agree with you on that. Anything beats La La Land. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. IMDb have this rated 6.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has miscongeniality at 42% and Metacritic has it at 43%. Now, we'll go straight to our lovely, amazing guest. Emily, what would you give this movie out of 10,000 uh, pageants? Uh, 10,000 pageants, for sure. <laughs> no more, no less. It's the perfect film, despite its flaws. Wow. (laughs) Heavy praise. You can see why you picked this movie. I can't wait to hear your compliment sandwich. I'm going similar to a little bit higher than the IMDb folk with 6,899. That's a good score from you there, Stacey. I feel like at this point I'm duly obligated to represent every single guy who classes himself as a white, straight, heterosexual man that's like, fuck that movie, bro. It's a fucking chick flick. And you know what? (laughs) Fuck all those dudes. I'm going to give this movie. 7,492 out of 10,000. Whoa. I think everyone's kind of familiar with the general plot of the movie, but Stacey, you're going to hit us with a plot, aren't you? When a terrorist threatens to bomb the Miss United States pageant, the FBI rushes to find a female agent to go undercover as a contestant. Unfortunately, Gracie is the only female FBI agent who can look the part, despite her complete lack of refinement and femininity. She prides herself in being just one of the boys and is horrified at the idea of becoming a girly girl. So yeah, starring Sandra Bullock, uh, Michael Caine. God knows how he seems to have a, such an amazing career, even though I can't remember him in anything movie guy, Benjamin Bratt. Candace Bergen. Oh, that's right. And Bergen? Denny Crane. What's his face? Old William Shatner. Yeah. William so, Shatner is important. Important component. 
He is. He is a very important component. Uh, well, if you haven't heard this podcast before, we do 20 questions. We start with 10 all play questions that we all answer. Then we go into nine personal questions. And we finish with a question that's been submitted to us by one of our listeners. As per normal, we start the podcast with a compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good that we liked about this film. And Emily, you can start us off. Wow. Okay. I have to first say I named my cat Gracie Lou Freebush. So I am a very biased source (laughs) and she's staring at me right now. So I love this movie. It has Sandra Bullock. It's the perfect film, but compliment. Love how it portrays the relationships between the women. Because even this competition, it's like it could have been very easy for everyone to be catty and they kind of start that way. But then they help her put on her makeup and they're relatively kind to one another but the negative is really big upon rewatching this movie (laughs) everything with benjamin bratt is so offensive yeah everything he does it's horrible he's so he's a creep he does not like sandra bullock until literally a team of professionals makes her hot and then he's like hey do you want to have dinner and maybe have sex after probably and she's like yeah like, that's that's awful. <laughs> it's pretty horrendous. Awful. It was so bad. And, oh, God. Rewatching, I was just like, oh, no, what are you doing? By the way, they were in Demolition Man together, him and Sandy. And he has yeah. had a nose job since then. Like, a serious oh. nose job. Holy shit. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm Googling it while you're talking about it. Yeah, It's insane. So he could have been taken out of this movie. So despite it being the perfect film, that's horrible. He's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I guess Eric, the character, it's not like Benjamin Bratt wrote the part. Yeah. Finishing with a compliment, Sandra's character, Gracie, is super independent. She can handle herself. She could beat up a guy and save the day. And that's a good message. Uh, if you ignore everything involving Benjamin Bratt. That's true. What about you, Stace? Okay, so... I love the nod to feminism. You know, they, they're acknowledging that they know the central story is portraying kind of anti-feminist, I guess, ideals, but they know that. The bad thing was the insertion of the love story at the end. Like, they were doing so well this entire movie, you know, at, at making um, Sandra Bullock's character really interesting and engaging and a great role model. And then at the end, she's like, yeah, okay, I'll go on a date with you. That yeah, just, yeah. It just went downhill for me at that point. And I just love how extremely polished Sandra Bullock is. You yeah, know, her and Paul Rudd are the same fucking clan of vampires, I reckon, eh? She has not aged a day. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, my good thing is Michael Caine's character. He seems to be just uh, like completely seals the show for me. He has all the best lines. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, The bad thing is, yeah, I mean, it's just Benjamin Bratt. That's for me as well. At one point, he fucking beats the shit out of Sandra Bullock. And I was like, how is this cool? (laughs) Uh, Another good thing is a lot of the physical comedy as well. Sandra Bullock, fuck, she knows how to fall down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that scene coming out of the hangar is iconic. It is. It It absolutely is. I wonder how many times she had to film that. I think I read that she actually injured Benjamin Bratt during their fight scene, which is uh, makes me happy. Is that bad that I'm like, good? Kick no, up. I'm overjoyed. That's no, great. that's good. <laughs> cool. So what's question number two, Stacey? Okay, question two. Which character would win Big Brother? I'm going to go with William Shatner's character. He's likable. He's unassuming. He's sort of he's he's... well-spoken. And... Hang on. He's likable? <laughs> <laughs> 
There's something old man charming about him. Yes, there absolutely is. When I was watching it, and he sort of he sort of feels sorry for him as well because Candace Virgin just keeps fucking pushing him aside and treating him like shit. I sort of feel like he's he's got a bit of roguish charm. He wasn't typical William Shatner in your face angry man. He was like quite you know kind old man. He kept that song going. He just kept singing as things exploded. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good under pressure. Exactly. Oh, nice. What about you, Emily? I would have to say, despite my hatred, Benjamin Bratt's character, because <laughs> he he gets away with whatever he wants. He gets Sandra Bullock. He's smarmy. And all the girls like him. And all the young ladies follow him into bars. And so <laughs> he would win over America. And then he'd stab everyone in the back. Okay. In a surprising turn of events, I'm going with the main character. Sandra, Sandra Bullock. B. Yeah. Absolutely, because she's so likable. I mean, she won Miss Congeniality. Isn't that akin to winning Big Brother? It's a popularity contest. It's, you, fuck, you've got a good point there, eh? True, <laughs> for sure. Nobody Has anybody on the earth ever not liked Sandra Bullock? She is America's sweetheart. She's got an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year. That's, that's a winner of Big Brother, you're right. Yeah, yes. and didn't she appear at both? Didn't she show yes. up? Yes. Yeah. yeah, good on her. Yeah, good on her for going. That's amazing. All right, you want to do question three. What flavor pizza is this movie? Okay, so just going along with the stereotypical beauty pageant contestant diet, maybe. Low-fat cheese pizza. <laughs> No-fat, vegan, gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With like that cauliflower crust. Yeah, yeah, you've got it, yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. I am going to go with, I don't know if you guys have them in America, but in New Zealand we have a thing called dessert pizzas, which are basically pieces of cake that have been cut in the shape of pizzas. Oh, <gasps> no. Yeah, what? it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like a pizza base and then they fill it with fruit and ice cream and... <gasps> like banana and marshmallows and chocolate and... Yeah. Mm. And because of her iconic dress, I'm going to go with like a, a berry fruit sort of, you know, berry <laughs> a dress. Pink, a pink one. Yeah, a pink one and a blueberry <laughs> one and all those beautiful colours that they all wear. There we go. Now wow. I have to move there. <laughs> oh my God, I've been missing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, mine is not as tasty to America, but because the movie has everything I could ever want and then like the weird romantic thing i didn't like i would say my favorite pizza which is cheese with mushrooms but something's wrong with it like maybe the crust is bad like not that good <laughs> like it doesn't ruin it you're still gonna eat it but like it's still pizza but a nice crust would have really you know pumped things up Oh, that's a cute answer. That's cool. Yeah, well done. Okay, so question number four. If you guys were a recruitment consultant and this movie came up to you looking for a job, what job would this movie be suitable for? I would say receptionist because it's charming. It's like a little sassy and maybe it doesn't always know what's going on, but that's fine. It's not like a CEO. It just needs to brighten someone's day when they walk in. And then when they leave, they can immediately forget about it. <laughs> that, that makes so much sense. Okay, so Miss Congeniality is going to be a typist, a stereotypist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's my bad pun out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Congeniality is going to be a female stunt woman. Oh, tough. Yes, because it's awesome at falling down, but it also <laughs> looks very pretty. <laughs> and it can beat Benjamin Bratt's ass. Yeah, yeah. I hope Benjamin Bratt doesn't listen to this and cry. <laughs> I hope he that does. We just, we're <laughs> desperate for him to just get beaten by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. 
I hate to bring this guy up, but I'm not worried about Benjamin Bratt. I'm worried about Nicolas Cage listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so- but you're keeping him relevant. You are... This podcast is Nicolas Cage's number one fan. Oh, absolutely. And we're, we're keeping people talking about him. It's Maybe good. we could change this question from now on to be about Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, how would you incorporate <laughs> Benjamin Bratt in this movie? What, wallpaper because you don't notice him? Wait. <laughs> it's weird how sometimes he'll play like a Hispanic character and sometimes he won't. You never know and you still don't remember him. Like he was in Coco. Nobody knows that. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter what he does. I had no idea he was in that. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy is invisible. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to mention, though, he was memorable in that other really piece of shit movie, Catwoman, where Halle Berry oh. just fucking dunks on him like no one's business in the basketball scene. <laughs> <laughs> He's worked with everyone. She also famously got Oscar and Razzie and went to both ceremonies. Yes. Oh, oh. Benjamin Bratt's the connection. He's the curse. <laughs> It's like a genie is like, okay, I will help you win an Oscar, but you will also win a Razzie. Do you want this deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would take that deal in a heartbeat. Absolutely. <laughs> Question five. How long would you survive in this movie's world? Uh, I would probably run a fucking mile the second I hear beauty pageant. <laughs> I'm not having some weirdo try and blow my head off. I'll be fine. When I think about surviving in this movie, did not even think at all about the police side, only thought about the pageant side. And I think I would crush it because my lifelong dream has been to go on America's Next Top Model. I just want to start fights with the girls. And (laughs) when they let men on America's Next Top Model, I was so upset because when men were on, the girls would fight about the men. But when it's just women, they fight about the stupidest stuff. I would go in there, everyone would be helping Sandra Bullock with her makeup, and I'd be like, hey, Sandra Bullock said you're fat. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I would survive all the way, but I don't know why. Sandra Bullock saved the day, so what danger is anyone ever really in? You're forgetting the great mannequin fatality where his head got exploded off the top of <laughs> No, when that guy got shot in the beginning, I was like, this guy's definitely going to live, right? Or this would be a different movie. And then he oh. did. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, that would be dark if she had gotten someone killed in the first, like, eight minutes. <laughs> that would have been a whole different movie, eh? That was a fantastic scene. Yeah. It was so good with her little book with a yeah. camera in it. It was so stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film my deep philosophical debate is does sandra bullock have an inner ear affection and no one has you know she hasn't been to see the doctor about it because my god she loves falling over (laughs) i love that i love when she falls over but that's a great question she should not have passed her physicals for the fbi no she shouldn't have Definitely, if there was a bad guy, she couldn't catch him because she'd be flat out on the ground. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Unless that bloody bad guy was an amputee, I think she's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> My philosophical question is less... Um, I mean, mine is just, are beauty pageants that bad? Like, I know Miss America's just, just stopped having the swimsuit portion. Mm. And you can get a scholarship through Miss America, not through Miss USA. They don't do a scholarship. And Miss USA, I don't think you have to have a talent. But should we not be doing this? I don't have a problem with it. I'm 
I'm okay if somebody wants to go do it. Yes, yeah, 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 I agree. It's totally, it's like any sport or something, you know, that people get into and get totally obsessed with and take it to the extreme. Why should it be any different? Yeah, like I would argue that most sports are more abusive to the people doing them than entering in a beauty pageant. Except for Sandra Bullock's character who probably got eight <laughs> That's true, yes. <laughs> Poor old Sandra B. Okay, so that moves you on to question number seven. Which character from this film just clearly needs to get laid? The obvious answer is Sandra Bullock, and I'm not going to say that because it makes me mad that the movie is basically like yelling, like, look at her. She needs a man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, that's kind of an underlying thing, which is, look, she's alone in her apartment and no one loves her. And I don't like that. So I'm going to ignore what the movie actually showed us and just say Candace Bergen because maybe she wouldn't be blowing up girls' heads if she had someone waiting (laughs) at home for her. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. That's a good one. I like yes. that. Good point. I'm going with Benjamin Bratch's character because he he's like all testosteroned up with nowhere to go. He's clearly not getting into any attention from anyone at all. Um, he hangs out in a beauty pageant for an entire week and doesn't manage to pick anyone up. And then, and then he turns <laughs> to his colleague who he's like, oh, now that she's had a makeover, she'll do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am going to go with another very obvious choice, which was Candace Bergen's assistant. I think his name was Frank or something like that. Yeah, her son. Her son, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that's fucking hanging around outside of buses going, Ooh, Miss Ohio. Or, <laughs> or hey, Miss Washington, how about your apples or something? Just, did you figure up that yourself? <laughs> You're the perfect Frank, though. That's a good Frank. <laughs> I know. Damn. Question eight. How would you incorporate? Nicholas Cage into this I love movie. how you say damn, but you haven't worked out that every podcast I've set this up so that you have to no, ask that no, question. I'm just slow. Okay, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, I mean, what better way to incorporate the majesty that is Nicholas Cage than having him as one of the beauty pageant judges? Just a very small role, but that's it. That's perfect. I mean, I would personally have him as like a like a rival undercover guy, like a rumpled private investigator that has to join the pageant and drag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see that movie now. I'm shocked that it hasn't happened. Maybe it did and I didn't see it, but like that seems totally up his alley. He says yes to everything, so I'm going to ring him after this and be like, hey, man, cross-dressing me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, I'm there. Where? When do we start filming? <laughs> I think he would get maybe top 10. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially if everybody just like could tell that he was a guy and it was 2018 and they just want to be cool. They're like, you know, we're not going to question your gender identity. Like, just do your thing. You know, and people are like, oh, he's so brave. Yeah, and then he true. just crushes because yeah. he would definitely have a good talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'd have, oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I'm just going to do a switcheroo with a, a char- character that's already in the movie. The guy who has the smoking gun cigarette lighter. <laughs> Nick Cage is playing that guy. He's got no dialogue. And I think it would be an acting challenge. He's like cool as a cucumber and just really calm. It would be difficult for Nicolas Cage, maybe. (laughs) Just stay still while Sandra Bullock tackles you. He'd be like, no, I want to fight her. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Question number nine. What quote from this movie would definitely not work as a pickup line? (laughs) picking a couple of lines i just love this little scenario it's one of those scenes where it's really late night and um uh gracie lou freebush is getting some training from her coach victor so she says i would so like to hurt you right now <laughs> that would never work <laughs> yeah. that's a good answer stace my my one it might seem cute coming from a girl but if i walked up to a girl and was like you want to hug me you want to kiss me <laughs> 
<laughs> It'd have to be a girl that's like six wine bottles deep before she even finds that funny, I reckon, eh? This whole movie is just all non-pickup lines, but I have to go with, I haven't seen a walk like that since Jurassic Park. Oh, Emily, that was second on my list. <laughs> if you had taken that, I would have said, the last time I was this naked in public, I was coming out of a uterus. <laughs> That would work on me. At that, at that <laughs> stage, though, you're already naked. You've already hopefully picked someone up or else why I'm imagining, are you... <laughs> like, a flashing situation. Yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. Just flashing a dude in the street be like, hey, <laughs> if you try that in New Zealand, Emily, you'd definitely get laid. Perfect. Look, you guys have dessert pizzas that I could flash people. It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm moving. <laughs> so, question number 10. What specific top 10 list of films would you put this movie on? Best competition movies which I didn't realize was a genre I loved so much. But Miss Congeniality, Drop Dead Gorgeous, I love. Best in Show, Bring It On, Pitch Perfect, Talladega Nights. Like, a very weird combination of movies, but actually my perfect movie marathon yeah that's good i like that <laughs> nice yeah. that is that's really cool and that's very similar to my answer actually so this is on the top 10 list of beauty pageant movies it's actually number two number one is you'll probably disagree emily it's little miss sunshine <laughs> fair look i respect your choice <laughs> I respect your choice. I'm going a bit, a, kind of a bit funny on this one, and I'm going to call it the top 10 Transformers movies. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, guys? I would not have a single Transformer movie on that list. <laughs> hey, you know what the other one would be is Clueless. Ooh. Yeah. See, I fucking Which love Clueless. we rewatched recently and actually loved it. Yeah. It's very funny. That'll probably be the next one we do when we get Emily back on the podcast. <laughs> 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 I suspect. That's my my genre transformer might be my genre because i feel like you could probably put legally blonde on there right she yep, gets yeah. very smart yeah that's a good one too cool so anyway that is us done with our uh standard set of 10 questions we now move on to our personal questions and as our amazing guests emily you get to go first my first question if you were a beauty pageant coach like michael kane which of these girls would you most want as your client i would want miss rhode island because she already knows how pageants work and she's got her shit sorted out i wouldn't have to do anything I don't think I could actually help her in any way, shape, or form. So my client needs to be able to hold their own. <laughs> she seems like she's nice. She's not going to give you yeah. a lot of attitude. I'm going to go with the, the one of the pageants that seems to have Sandra Bullock be unfairly mean to her for absolutely no reason, but just takes it because... I'm known for being unfairly mean to people for no reason, but still takes it. And that would be Miss Hawaii. <laughs> yes. I would also go with Miss Hawaii. She's got a lot of attitude. She is immediately very aggressive. She's pretty. She doesn't have a dumb talent that we saw. You know it would have been hula dancing, eh? <laughs> oh, for sure would have been. Maybe they did that. They had to cut it because it was like racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, uh, fun brag. I have definitely tweeted with Miss Hawaii's actress, Asia DeMarcos. Oh, really? Oh. She's the only person from Miss Congeniality who cares about me in my life. Oh, how sweet. That's not true. Doesn't Sandra Bullock care about you? Oh, Sandra Bullock... Definitely in her heart of hearts cares about me, but you know, I got to keep it cool with her. (laughs) Got to play it cool. Yes. My next question, very um, appropriate 
but hard to answer, which is describe your perfect date. I like doing something fun, crazy and cool during the day and then something nice and relaxing at night. So going mountain biking down in a forest that's nearby, that would probably be my fun day date. And then getting taken to restaurants, something flash like Postbank would be quite nice. And I'm just waiting for Stacey to pick up that we actually did this about two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we did that two weeks ago. <laughs> you did your perfect date? We did, I, I did my perfect I'm date. I'm so we, glad you enjoyed it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I think we came home and watched a movie or something and... Probably Miss Congeniality. I think it was. <laughs> was oh my it god, the no- then it was the perfect date. <laughs> it was. We came over with Miss Congeniality. Oh. There we go. There's my perfect date. Oh. So there you go, guys. You know, you might be saying, oh, I just want to watch fucking sports and get, you know, ignore my missus. Nah, man. That, you guys should try this. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, you know what? Uh, Miss Rhode Island was so close to the perfect date. April 25th was what she stated, which yeah. in New Zealand, that is what's well, It's, it's like our war memorial holiday. day. Yeah, 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 so it's kind of a public holiday for half the day. So that's a great date in New Zealand anyway. But actually, it's the 28th of April. And the reason for that is that that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that that's the date we got married this year? Oh, but contrary to the statement about amazing weather, it wasn't. It was pissing down with rain the entire weekend. (laughs) The reason why that's the perfect date now is every time it rains, it reminds me of one awesome day we had. Your white dress turned into a wet t-shirt competition before you got down the aisle. So I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" (laughs) Didn't expect to see boobs walking down the aisle, but I've seen some boobs. Oh man, that's the best wedding. Yeah, now I get to share these boobs with all my friends and family. Oh my god. <laughs> Just for the last time before the vow. <laughs> exactly. Mine is a combo of those two because for sure date-wise, it's a public holiday. Watching Miss Congeniality, obviously, and uh theming it out with like the same Ben and Jerry's she ate. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Nice. Well, there you go, Emily. Next time we watch it, we'll invite you over for some date night pizza. Room. <laughs> oh, my God. Pizza. 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 And Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> That's, I have to change my perfect date now because it's dessert pizza. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, question 13. As an FBI agent, what would be the most fish out of water, like uncomfortable, hard for you undercover <laughs> op you could be assigned? A dozen or so podcasts ago, I mentioned the word brony to which everyone replied, what the fuck's Ooh. a brony? Yeah. And that's guys that are heavily into My Little Ponies and they have conventions <laughs> and yeah, Stacey's lost her shit. She's oh. shoving her fist down her mouth to try not to fucking piss herself laughing. They're, they're just, they're really heavily into My Little Pony. And if you, and if you see their conventions, it's just nothing but guys talking about My Little Ponies and, you know, they have like one female presenter and everyone's just floating around her, you know, like orbiting her sort of thing and shit. And you're just like, oh my God, I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> have you ever seen those photos of people online like fighting because they're like, you said that this pony was your girlfriend, but she's my girlfriend and I have the pillow shaped like her to prove it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's, uh, what? it's fascinating. There's like, people have taken these, it's so fascinating, but also makes you feel sick and bad. Is this a real thing? Yes. For sure. Like, people yeah. will post a picture, like their pony toy across from them, candlelit dinner. They go taking b- butterfly pony uh, for a beautiful romantic evening. And yeah. someone else will be like, oh, she doesn't belong to you. Yes, she does. I, we talked about it. This pony loves me. <laughs> it's so true. And it's so fucking terrifying. Oh, that is wow. the worst possible situation. So instead of Lars and the real girl, it's Lars and My Little Pony. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. And <gasps> the people are, do not look like uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, wow. I have just learned something new today. That's amazing. Don't Google it. Wow. Okay. That's really uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable now. <laughs> um, I'm going to take that word uncomfortable and use it. And I've had a, re- a recent uncomfortable experience. So for me, this would be hard to do an undercover assignment. I won't mention the band's name. But recently we were in a situation where Sam bought us VIP tickets to a band meet and greet prior to a concert that we went to. And he Incubus. Bought- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we- That's an interesting band name. Anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah. <laughs> so the undercover assignment is going to a meet and greet with some massive, massive fans of a band that you don't even know about. <laughs> Which is what happened with support. I think maybe before this day, I knew one, maybe two Incubus songs, let alone, I didn't know how many people were in the band, any of the band members' names, whether they were all guys or girls or what they looked like, had no clue. And I was thrust into this band meet and greet with the biggest fans in the world of these guys. Stacey, we walked in and shook the security guard's hand and was like, so nice to meet you. He was like, what? (laughs) He's like, the guys are over there. So behind us in the line was a girl who named her son Brandon after the lead singer and then wanted to come along to get Brandon from the band to sign her arm so she could later get that tattooed and have her son's name signed by her favourite singer on her arm. I felt like a massive, massive fraud. So I just could not go undercover in that situation. It's a two, yeah, fish out of water totally. Oh my God. Did they, did other people in the line like quiz you? Like, what's your favorite song? Um, I just really tried really hard not to talk to anyone or make any eye contact. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, Stacey. I thought your one would have been going undercover with celebrity autograph hunters. Cause. <laughs> Oh God, I've actually got heaps of uncomfortable moments. We, when we went over to London um, and there was the premiere of Detroit and I was like, oh, this is cool. We'll see Catherine Bigelow and John Boyega and stuff. We had nothing to do this afternoon. So we were like wandering around and they put us in this pen with these like professional autograph hunters. They get these autographs, sell them on eBay, all that sort of shit. And they were, Stacey described them as rats and I'm trying to think of a worse name for them because <laughs> it was worse than that. They were like, oh, do you, oh, I've got John Bon Jovi. Oh, I've got him like 20 times. He just gives his autograph to anyone. Oh, who'd you get today? Oh, I met Pink today. Oh, she signed this. Oh, look, here's a photo of us. Oh, and they were so creepy. Oh, come back to me when you've got all of Rihanna's albums like I've got signed. (laughs) And it was like... They hadn't showered and they just lived to for to get these autographs. They're probably oh. also the biggest fans of this podcast and we're going to get hate mail. <laughs> I live like in Los Angeles and those people, they ruin everything. I was at like a Q&A after drinking buddies with Olivia Wilde. Was clearly going to stay and talk to people until like three dudes with naked printouts from Max and Mag- Magazine like ran at her. And those dudes always have them on like clipboards. So yes. it's like a clipboard with like... Uh, a Maxim magazine photo like enlarged on it and there's just like nipples all over the place and oh. and security immediately like rushed her out like get, get, go 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 <laughs> yeah monsters cool so that moves me on to my set of personal questions so in the theme of scooby-doo how could the bad guys have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those dan pageanteers 
Candace Bergen needed better security because yep. all she had was her dumb son, Frank. All she needed was one weird black ops guy just just standing to the side who could have subdued uh, Sandy and or Benjamin Bratt and somebody's head would have gotten blown off. That's a good point. But think if your plan is to blow someone up on TV, you would hire <laughs> one other like criminal besides your <laughs> son who you hate. Yeah, someone who's done this before and gotten away with yeah. it. It's so funny yeah. to hear it out loud. If you think your plan is to blow someone's head off on TV, it's like... <laughs> I think that she could have had a decoy situation going on whereby there might have been two of those preliminary events happening at the same time because she knew the FBI were onto them, right? She's like, right, I know they're onto me, so I'm going to set up this decoy event over here and have the real situation unfold almost unwatched on TV, but the FBI weren't really concerned. She could have like So send Sandra to the wrong place, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, when I was watching that, I was like, why did you go out and hire suggest Michael Caine to her because Michael Caine is the man why don't you just find some socially inept bloody makeup artist or guy that thinks he's a makeup artist and give that her to, to him you know and then she would have been a train wreck she wouldn't have got anywhere she could have gotten mm. some straight up creep like a Frank type to coach Sandy <laughs> could have got Frank to coach Sandy yeah, no. yeah there you go <laughs> Okay, so this one immediately jumped out to me but you guys what would be your talent in the talent portion of the pageant I don't have any talent talents like what <laughs> what people are trained in doing but since uh sandra bullock was allowed to do like a presentation with a, a third party True. i need an outside party to help me and they just uh quiz me on pop culture trivia would it be fun for everyone to watch <laughs> <laughs> no it would be terrible television but i would do really good and i feel great getting all those answers right in front of a crowd <laughs> I also do not have any kind of legitimate talent. Like, maybe I could do some Pilates. <laughs> you <laughs> totally could. <laughs> Remember that... someone arranged furniture? Yeah, exactly. What? You could do a Pilates class with all the pageants. That could oh, be your thing. No, screw Pilates. I could do some cleaning. I'm a really oh real clean freak. If people can arrange furniture, then I can clean things out. I'm just I'm just imagining like a almost like a little corner of a house type thing set coming out into the middle of the stage, and then you walk out and you've got these buckets of mud, and then you're just throwing them over the set, and people are like, oh, she's doing some sort of interpretive art. Oh, this is interesting. And then you just get out your cleaning gear, clean it, and then walk off the stage. People will be like, what the fuck have I just watched? But it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be so good <laughs> okay and finally since you know, we've seen ghostbusters recently we've seen oceans 8 why not flip the script what would an all-male uh remake of this movie look like i mean my version is the man sandra bullock which we've already mentioned paul rudd does not age everyone loves him uh i just want him to be in like uh i guess a man beauty pageant is one of those mr universe things like arnold schwarzenegger that's the closest equivalent so like starts out kind of skinny and maybe his hair is weird and he has like a a goatee or something and like baggy pants Mm. and then his beauty pageant coach helen mirren who she's the michael Caine equivalent right oh yeah totally yeah the lady equivalent yeah has to help him get real buff to go undercover (laughs) i love that okay so for my all-male remake the central main character is 
Chris Hemsworth for That's two reasons. Man. Yeah. One is he, we kind of got a smidgen of this in Ghostbusters with his amazing character, Kevin, who I loved. Uh, as the dumb receptionist. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> there wasn't enough topless uh, Chris Hemsworth in Thor Ragnarok. So oh, we need Jesus, additional not this conversation movie, again. <laughs> um, in, in order to get our fair quota. And I agree. <laughs> thank you, Emily. His coach is going to be somewhat an actor who I love and who would be awesome at this is Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Yes, that's so good. <laughs> they would be an amazing duo on screen. Good pick, girls. Good pick. Stanley Tucci, I have to ask you, Stacey. Stanley Tucci, I'm weirdly attracted to him. Thoughts? Feelings? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Read my mind, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, me. Okay. Yes, we're oh. on to your questions, Stacey. Yay. Okay, so we're on to my questions. Talking about remake. I was completely outraged when I watched this scene during the movie. I just looked at Sam and threw my popcorn on the floor and went, what the fuck is this? Um, the scene where the cops are all around and the, watching the computer and seeing what everyone looks like in their swimsuits to try and decide who should um, go into this pageant. Meanwhile, I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> in 2018, in any movie, actually, is the swimsuit scene okay? No, for sure no. Number one, that technology doesn't exist. And that made me mad. <laughs> How did it know what they looked like underneath their shirts? That's yeah. ridiculous. But I also, whenever I see something like that, I think of the casting call that went out that was like, we want someone to look real sad so that a bunch of people could say Ugh, I don't want to look at that person in a swimsuit gross like at least one lady I remember maybe two they show and everyone's like ooh gross yeah, yeah. throws popcorn at her like you so what you're Fran and you're 40 and you get your movie role and then you go home and you're like oh you know husband I, I got in a movie and you go to the theater and you watch it and they bring up a picture of you and go ugh gross <laughs> it's, I don't like it I don't like that the technology doesn't exist but I did very much enjoy when they put Ernie Hudson in the dress so I'm not an equal opportunity uh, yeah. offender I would be fine if the scene was all pictures of men in dresses being mocked it's so true. Uh, for me, yeah, I, I can't imagine it working. If they remade it now, I think they'd have to go about it a different way. I don't know how that different way would be. but Totally agree. Question 18. So we've already talked about this icky, jammed-in relationship at the end there. Relationships with colleagues, yay or nay? I've been there before. It didn't work out. It was one-sided relationship, but it was still a relationship. <laughs> what? Please don't elaborate. What? I'm not going to elaborate, no. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> uh, well, I would say not if you're an operative of the law. If you are making copies, do whatever you want. But if you have a gun, you cannot bone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guideline. I like that. <laughs> okay. So, so instead of no glove, no love, it's got a gun, no fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. What scene dates this movie the most? Something that stood out to me was when Miss... I believe it was a New York lost. And she's like, oh. I just want to say I'm a lesbian and lesbians can get this far, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, oh. And then it cuts to the control room and like the guy in the control booth turns to the lady and is like, oh, no, can we say lesbian on TV? She's like, why? You got a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the one for me is, and I can't believe we haven't talked about the scene. It was me and Stacey's favorite scene. It's the Starbucks scene at the start of the movie. We're right after Sandra Bullock's almost killed 
confronts someone, she fucking goes to a Starbucks. I don't know if it's changed over there in America, but Starbucks used to be really popular here around that 2000 time. And now everyone wants their artisan, organically sourced, ethically traded coffees in New Zealand. Like there's a million different, you know, small boutique coffee stores and no one goes to Starbucks. Starbucks are closing down like no one's business here. And yeah, when I saw how obsessed everyone was with Starbucks, I was like, fuck, that doesn't happen anymore. Starbucks still does well in America. But I will say if I was ordering eight things and I've like been in a position at a job where I've had to order multiple things for people, Mm. I am for sure using an app or something. I would rather (laughs) die than stand in front of people ordering eight separate things. Also, when she ordered that compilation CD, no no one has bought a CD. Like, even in the leftover Starbucks in New Zealand, no one has bought a CD there in 10 years. No. No. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that moves us down to our listener question. And this comes care of Films Remember Badly. Thank you so much for your question. What scenario would be the easiest for you to go undercover in? Uh, mine ties into bringing everything to cats because <laughs> I could for sure go into an animal shelter. I very easily fit the look of a crazy cat lady. All my clothes are covered in cat hair. Uh, my cat, Gracie Lou Freebush, is a calico, so she has all the colors of hair. Whether I'm wearing a white shirt, a black shirt, I look like I've crawled out of a cat pile in a gutter. (laughs) Uh, And I'm found very charming by middle-aged women. I do very well with anybody's mom. And uh, based on every shelter I've ever been to or volunteered at, everyone there is a woman in her 50s. And so I would just, Mm. I would crush. I would do even better (laughs) there than in the the pageant. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's awesome. What about you, Stacey? You'd be perfect at that International Ginger's Day that they have over in Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, actually, that would, yes, I could do that, that I would fit right in. (laughs) You'd be there with Miss Texas, you'd look great, yeah. I'm just trying to think, because there's not really a half nerd, half sporty head, half (laughs) fucking guy that talks endless amounts of shit. Convention really, is there? Um, Isn't it called Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a very weird, uh, there's a lot of furry representation. At oh, I forgot about furries. They're another one. Oh, that, that have a weird presence. Like whenever I've been to a convention, if there's a bulletin board, there's like one small flyer in a corner like, hey, come bring out your fursuit. Let's get down. You know, <laughs> hotel room 36B. Like, ugh, you just got to be careful. I'm, I'm going to do you a favor right now, Stacey. Put your phone down. Don't don't Google what a furry is. <laughs> Just just no, be happy no. that you've lived a very sheltered life. Yeah, no, I'm just choosing to ignore this. <laughs> cool. So anyway, that takes us down to the end of our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you so much to Emily for coming on. You've been amazing. You've been uh, exactly what we like when we get guests on. It's been great. Thank you for letting me turn it into uh, an hour of cat chat. <laughs> <laughs> so how does everybody find you and your amazing show, Emily? You can go to tastelesspod.com. Uh, it's tastelesspod on all the social. I am mhig, E-M-H-I-G. I forgot how to spell my name for a second, <laughs> where both accounts I use to tweet about Sandra Bullock and cats. So if those are your interests, come find me. cool anyway uh that's yeah that's us done if you like this podcast and want to get in contact with us you can go on facebook and find us at movie reviews and 20 q's you can find us on twitter at movie reviews and you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com we've got some great shows coming up we are doing top gun with gidget von from the retro cinema podcast where they do nothing but 80s movies 
I was recently on the Film Draft podcast, so I married a movie geek, where we did 2000s action movies. And the real big news is the episode following this is going to be our 50th episode, where rather than review one movie, we're going to review all movies. So we're going to ask questions like... (laughs) How do you do that, you may ask? Yes, how do you do that? (laughs) So it'll be questions like, what two films had sex and produced another film? Like, what film could you watch for 24 hours on repeat and not get bored? Stuff like that. I don't think there is one. Similar to our uh, Marvel reviews, I think. Yeah, similar to the Marvel one where we did the whole of the MCU. We're just going to throw it out there. And it's going to be a drinking edition. So one person is going to ask the question. Three others are going to answer. Whoever gives the shittiest answer has to take a shot. So anyway, <laughs> thank you again, Emily, for joining us. As I said, great guest, great podcast. Loved having you on here and uh, would love to get you back. It's been awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to listen to episode 50. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, again, that's thanks for me. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.